the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. Receive the Holy Spirit because God wants you to have it. Number two, in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, I think Jesus was a speaker here. He says, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive power to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and all the ends of the world. Okay. Number two, he gives you power. Now, I want to say this. A lot of times this verse, Acts 1.8, has been used to think of it this way. He will give you power to be witnessing power to be witnessing but it says it will give you power to be a witness the power of being who god called you to be the holy spirit will empower you to be who god called you to be you ever been to court or watched programs on television in the court situation how many of you have heard of the term a strong witness okay a strong witness means that person says something that swayed the decision. That person said something that whomever the witness is for, whether it's for the prosecution or for the defendant, the witness said something that caused the jury and everybody to say, okay, this is the truth. That's a strong witness. That person that what they said sways people toward whatever the witness is representing, okay? Along the same lines, when we receive the Spirit of God, He will empower us to represent God correctly so that when people see your light, they're like, I want that. That is what it's talking about, to be, the power to be a witness. Unfortunately, because of not having the Holy Spirit or not allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us, what happens is some people Instead of being a witness, they are being a weakness. A weakness. The Spirit of God will give you power to be a witness. Power to live a godly lifestyle. Now, some of you might understandably argue that, Tokes, I don't buy that, Tokes. I don't. Because I know a lot of Christians. I know they are filled with the Holy Spirit because they're always speaking in tongues in front of me. They're quick to quote scripture, quick to, to speak in tongues, quick to tell me that do I have the Holy Spirit, and because I don't have the Holy Spirit, something's wrong with me. And they are the meanest people I've ever met. They are mean, they are rude, they are judgmental. So this power you're talking about, I don't see it, because if the Holy Spirit is supposed to give you power to be a witness, a power to live a godly life. Well, these people, man, I don't know because I don't see it in them. And I know they have the Holy Spirit because they're speaking in tongues. You have a good point. But there's a difference between having power and using power. If I switched off the lights in this room, does it mean there's no power in this room? No, it's just switched off. In those cases, 
they have switched off the Holy Spirit. Remember, remember a few minutes ago I told you, don't quench the Spirit. 1 Thessalonians 5.19 Don't put out the Spirit's fire. In those cases, we're just taking for granted that those people were actually recipients of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Let's assume that's the case. But yet they're not representing God the way they're supposed to. In those cases, those are individuals that have not allowed the Spirit to lead them. They've not allowed the Spirit to lead them. I stand corrected, but I think it's either it's in Luke 4 or or Mark 4, one of those scriptures where it talks about Jesus being tempted in the wilderness. The Bible says the Spirit led him to the wilderness. Okay, so he went to the wilderness because the spirit of God took him there. Then after the whole fiasco, the Bible says he returned with the power. People want to return with the power, but they don't want the spirit of God to lead them. The manifestation of power comes forth when we let the spirit of God lead us. Then we can get a return with power. Okay, so that's that's the situation there. So number one, God wants us to have it. Number two. He'll give you power to be a witness. Number three, and this goes back to what Sonia alluded to earlier, in Romans chapter 8, 26 to 27, I'm paraphrasing here, it talks about how the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know how to pray like we ought to pray. Like we ought to pray. Different translations put it differently. But the key is, it's not that you're not praying, sometimes, it's just that we don't know what we ought to pray, like we ought to. We pray, but how many of you have been in situations where you don't even know what to pray? You don't even know what to pray. And in some cases, maybe you know what to pray, but you don't know how to pray it to really affect change. Well, that's where the Holy Spirit comes. One of the mainstays of the Holy Spirit is when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you receive your own, what people call prayer language. You speak in tongues. Now, let's not confuse that with the gift of tongues. There's a gift of tongues, and it's really a gift of diverse kinds of tongues, okay? That's, that's an addition, okay? But fundamentally, for everyone that receives the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you have your own personal prayer language that the Spirit of God gives you, where the Spirit of God intercedes on your behalf. And uses you to intercede on behalf of other people so that you pray according to the will of God. The best prayers are prayers where you're praying according to God's will. Imagine what you and I can accomplish when we only pray like we ought to pray according to God's will. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes into the picture. He intercedes on your behalf. He uses you to intercede on behalf of other people. To pray according to the will of God. Which means you could be praying for your spouse. You could be praying for everything that needs to happen for you to get married. Again, I'm, I'm just selling the Holy Spirit to you like this is, this is what you need right here. The Holy Spirit. He helps you pray perfect prayers according to the will of God through your own personal language. Like somebody mentioned earlier, it takes you out of the picture because we think this is what we need and this is how we need to, to go about this. But when you're praying, it's like God, 
is giving you what to pray, but you're praying it in a, in a language that is unknown to you. But God knows what you're saying. It's like God says, okay, this is what you need to pray. Voix. Through the Spirit of God. So you pray it, but it's in a language that you don't understand. And because you don't understand it, you can't mess it up. You can't interfere with it. You can't be like, nah, God, I don't know about that. You know, I'm like, I don't know about that, man. You know, she has an attitude. I don't know. I'm not. Mm-mm. I don't want him, man. Mm-mm. God, no way. Mm-mm. You don't. God bypasses all that because you don't even know what you're praying. So the Holy Spirit helps you pray perfect prayers according to the will of God. Number one, God wants you to have it. Number two, gives you power. Number three. He uh, helps you pray perfect prayers according to the will of God. Number four, he builds you up. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse four. First Corinthians 14, verse four. He who speaks in the tongue edifies himself. Okay. When you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit through the prayer, he gives you your own language. When you pray in your prayer language, you build yourself up. Okay. Number five, Jude chapter one, verse 20. Some say Jude 20 because Jude is only one chapter. (laughs) Jude is the last book before Revelation. Okay. It says, building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you may hear the term praying in the spirit. It's a euphemism or a... A way of saying you're praying in tongues. Okay? So building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. You build up your most holy faith. Not only do you build yourself up, point four, point five, you build your most holy faith. And number six, some of you may have heard people tell you this. That when you pray in your prayer language, which again is a consequence of receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit... That the devil doesn't know what you're saying. And because he doesn't know what you're saying, he can't stop it. Okay? The devil doesn't know what you're saying. And because you don't know what you're saying, because he doesn't know what you're saying, he can stop it. Now, that sounds fancy. That sounds real nice. You know, that's that's cool. But like I, I always try to tell people, you don't receive something just because somebody said it. Or just because it sounds cool and... Just because the person is popular or known and stuff like that, you need to know it for yourself. Okay, that's cool. But is there some kind of scriptural reference to it that, you know, helps me confirm that that's the case? Well, years ago, I, 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 I discovered some things that lines up with that assessment. <coughs> and in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2, we are told that he who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks to God, not to man. Nobody understands him. You don't understand you. I don't understand me when I'm praying in my language, when I'm praying in an unknown tongue. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. First Corinthians 14, verse 2. He who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks to God. Nobody understands him. But in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Okay, let's have that in mind. So when you pray in your prayer language, you speak mysteries. You don't understand it. Nobody understands it. That's why it's for your personal privacy. It's something you should do privately in your own time. But God understands what you're saying. Because you're not speaking to man. 
you're speaking to God. Within your prayer are mysteries. Then in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 7 to 13, but we'll let's, we're going to really look at 1 Corinthians 2, verse 7. It says, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Let me stop right there. Okay, so we know that, okay, when I pray in an unknown tongue, when I pray in my prayer language, I speak mysteries. 1 Corinthians 2, 7 lets me know that we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Which lets me know that when I pray in my prayer language, I'm speaking the wisdom of God within that language because the wisdom of God is within the mysteries in what I speak. Then in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 8, it says the wisdom of God, which the rulers of this world did not know. Because had they known it, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord Jesus. They didn't know the wisdom of God. Had they known the wisdom of God, they would not have crucified Jesus. Which lets me know that when I pray in the when I pray the mysteries, when I pray in my language, within that language are mysteries. Within those mysteries is the wisdom of God, which the rulers of this world do not know. And therefore, it lets me know when I'm praying in my language, the devil doesn't know. Now, let me qualify the fact that it says the rulers of this world. In John 16, 11, it says the prince, some translations say the ruler of this world is judged. That is the same when it says in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 8, where the rulers, plural, but the rulers are like in Ephesians chapter 6, 10 to 13. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but principalities and rulers of the darkness of this age. They are under the ruler of this world, the prince of this world, the devil. Okay, that's that's the connection there. So where he says in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 8, the wisdom of God, which the rulers or the prince, depending on what translation you have of, of this world, did not know, therefore... Had they known it, they will not have crucified the Lord Jesus. The point I'm trying to make is when you pray in your language, the devil doesn't know what you're saying, so he can stop what you're doing. He can stop God's plan for your life. Had they known the wisdom of God, they will have stopped or tried to stop God's plan through Jesus. But because they didn't know it, they couldn't stop it. Similarly, you're praying in your language. Most of your prayer is in your language. The devil can't stop it and bring roadblocks. How many of you have felt like, hey, God is leading you in a certain direction. You're going in that direction and you face roadblocks every time. Roadblocks. Sometimes I wonder every time. And this is not a knock. Please don't get mad. But sometimes I wonder that every time we tell our business on Facebook, the devil's like, oh, OK, OK, that's what they're going to do. Oh, 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 OK, that's what they're going to do. Oh, 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 OK, that's what they're going to do. So they you get roadblocks that setting spiritual forces to influence people to kind of block it. I'm like telling. <laughs> I wonder sometimes we just tell the devil what we're going to do. Tell the devil, you know, our business It's like, oh, that's what it. OK, OK. But when you pray your language, first of all, you don't even know what to say on Facebook. Because you don't know what you're saying. So it doesn't according to you to say it on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? So 
that's another benefit of having the Holy Spirit. You have your own personal prayer language that you can pray and the enemy can't stop it because he doesn't know what you're talking about. So to give an overview, why should we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Number one, help me out. God wants us to have it. Number two. Number three. Number four. Builds you up when you pray in your language. Number five. Builds up your most holy faith. And number six. Amen. Give yourselves a round of applause. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you were informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about O.J. Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.